Okay. Chapter four. Oh my gosh. Adam, I don't four even deuces. know. I don't even know. Hi, you- Leslie. Hi, Adam. Welcome to chapter four, episode four of Romansplaining. With us, we're reading Silk and Bondage. I'm I- here tied up in my podcasting chair. It's kind of a gentle tie. Your bondage. Um, I feel like I could get out of it anytime. I'm not sure, but yeah, it's just that cheapo ribbon from like leftover from Christmas. It's kind of an embarrassment. It's like, do you think I'm that weak? Shh, you okay. stay there and shut up. Yes, ma'am. Okay. <laughs> uh, I don't even know how to discuss this chapter with you because how to disgust this chapter? No, discuss. Oh. I don't think you can handle it. Maybe not. So when we left off, Nevada, I'm a puritanical boy. You are. At heart, at the core. I know. I'm corrupting you, and here I'm going to corrupt you some more, so get ready. Hey, I signed up for it. I know. Oh, Okay, so when we left Nevada, she was singing like a nightingale, and then she made eye contact with Johnny Roulette. She had some sexual fantasies about him, though they were not explained, but we can kind of guess what was happening. Now in Chapter 4, the curtain goes down, and then it comes back up for an encore, but Johnny Roulet, or Roulette, we're calling him Roulet, is gone. And she's pretty heartbroken about it. She's all expecting him to be there, but he's not. So that's kind of a bummer. And it should have been her moment of glory, but it was a dis, uh, a moment of disappointment and confusion. So she's having a tough time. Yeah. Disappointment and confusion. Right. Mix what that, is she disappointed about? That he's not there anymore. Like she thought he would be there when the curtain came back up for her encore but he had disappeared like he didn't even care well, she's not confused about why she's upset then yeah it's probably a bad choice of words for okay, that bad writing let's move on okay but she goes back to her dressing room she's totally bummed out knock 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 on the door miss hamilton mr johnny roulet has requested your company for oh my supper. God, for a second, I thought it was going to be Johnny Roulet right there. Oh, he's not coming to her As quarters. As if it was John Wick. No, it's Stryker. It's Stryker. She's... I like the Stryker guy. He's protecting people. Oh, he he will, with his life, he will defend her. Good. At least he's on board. He leads her back up and he's like, listen, I'm always around. Even if you don't think I'm there, I'm there. He's kind of a pervert, basically. Yeah, he's kind of a creeper. He's a peeping Tom. I think he's a simple man, but he's just very large. Anyway, he's like... He's a streaking striker. A streaking striker? You're not even making sense. I'm trying to talk about this very important thing that's happening. I'm going to do better listening. Okay. Listen better. Good job. Okay, so striker is taking her there. He's like, don't be afraid. I'm always here. And she's like... Why? What? What? What is there to be afraid of? Because she doesn't know she's actually a prostitute. Whew. So it's heating up right now. So she goes, and the first thing Johnny Roulet says to her is, "Nevada, do you like dice?" How's that for an opening line? Tell me. Not good. Right. Your opening line to me, the first thing I ever remember you saying to me was, "Oh, we're talking about real shit now." Yeah, real right. shit. Like relationship shit leslie welch my favorite person uh wrong because my name wasn't leslie welch back then leslie brody yeah thank you right you weren't like leslie do you like dice i don't think we'd be sitting here right now well 
maybe this should be bromance because obviously I got it all figured out. Oh, do enlighten me. What do you mean? I got you. Oh, that's true. I see what you're saying. End of story. Right. <laughs> Everything else is just details, dude. You would not ask me if I like dice. So anyway, so he's like, they finally made contact. They're talking, even though it's kind of lame. And <laughs> kind of lame. Yeah, it's totally lame. So then, I mean, here's the bigger picture. Like you read these novels obsessively, and we're here talking about them, and it's like, why would you well, fucking waste your whoa, time whoa, with whoa, these whoa, shits? Whoa, okay, okay, no. whoa, whoa, whoa. But like, I don't read these novels. Obs- this is my first novel of this type that I've read. I was. You burned through a couple of these. I know. It was so much doing? fun at the beach. What attracts you to them? Because it's such an easy read. Um, I loved it. Read. It was like when I was reading Sweet Valley High when I was a kid. So is Good Night Moon. Okay, that's no. You're not going to read that at the beach unless you have a two year old. This was like that's my great. Sweet Valley High in adulthood. I missed out on so much trashy reading in my life. Trying to like read legitimate things and, you know, not that this isn't legitimate. I'm just saying like trying to read things that would make me a better writer anyway. He smelled like whiskey, but she was okay with that because it reminded her of her daddy who also smelled like whiskey. (laughs) Okay. I don't appreciate the passive aggressiveness here. What are you talking about? Oh, you're actually reading from it? Yeah. Oh, never mind then. (laughs) You don't smell like whiskey. Go on. Never mind. Yeah, that is kind of... My dad drink, did drink a lot of whiskey, which ultimately led to his demise. But um, yeah, that's neither here nor there. Okay, so then he asks her to throw some dice for him. Did she blow on them? He didn't have her blow on them. She's actually throwing his dice. I don't know. He's let the woman take too much control. Oh, come on. What do you mean? What do you She's mean? just supposed to blow on them gently, and then he throws them. The man is in control, right? Well, he's on a six-month losing streak, may I remind you. She throws the dice. He's like, hey, try to throw me a seven. It's just unlucky. What happens? Oh, is there a seven? Yeah, she throws a seven. And then another one. And then he's like, how about an 11? She throws one of those. Bam, 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 bam. She's throwing dice like nobody's business. And then she... Throws one that isn't, and he's like, okay, let's just collect our winnings. And she's like, I'm so sorry, I threw a bad dice. And he's like, don't worry about it. You just made me $10,000, darling. Hey, in the 1800s, that's like, what, half a million or something. I mean, yeah. Like, you can just retire, and your children cannot work, and maybe your children's children's don't work. Right. Johnny Roulette. Many children's not working. I don't even know if the casino has that much money on hand. Well, they're going to be on the hook for it, aren't they? Yeah. That's what Tim Ito was going towards, but then he started losing. Mm. It's like, hey, buddy, you can't have that money. Put it in your bank. Can't have your bank. Right. Not that anybody knows what that means, but good job. I would take a point away from yourself from obscure personal reference. What are you at? Zero now? Negative two. Oh, crap. I'm sorry. Oh, babe. That makes me feel kind of sad for you. Give yourself a point out of pity. Yeah, go ahead. Half a point. Half a point. All right. So now she's Negative 1.5. You're precious. She's his lady luck, and he's never going to let her out of her, her out of his sight, and she's titillated. That's very exciting. There's some titillation. Whoo, she's... The titillation is happening. <laughs> it's... Yeah. 
And then this is his come on. Are you ready for this? Take this is a note you need to take because this is how you impress a lady and get her into your hotel room. Okay. Okay. Wait, can you wait? I can't wait. Do you please, please wait. What good was typing class when you went to? It's not school. I'm pressing them, but okay. Just now it's B F no B J F F F J J I F now because your keyboard's not working. Just just lay it on me. Okay. Let's order us some French champagne and oysters to get better acquainted. Oysters are a sexy food, right? They're supposed to be. They increase your libido? I think it's like it feels like a tongue going down your mouth or something for people who are puritanical. That almost made me vomit. (laughs) Is that like those ones that have the giant like, like foot thing going on like two feet out like what are those called with the gooey duck geoduck is that what that is no it's not a geoduck oh god oh i couldn't eat one of those things they're too do they chop them up or do you just like swallow it whole as it slithers down your throat i'm a very advanced food eater and oh my god gooey duck is kind of where i draw the line are almost puking over there this is terrible we're gonna have to like pause okay i'll distract you just like edward in the car when he's angry i'm gonna distract you by prattling on there's so much food how will we ever eat it all nevada asks and then here you need to take notes he has a drowsy expression he says darling oh actually he murmurs it darling his voice deep and low we can always finish it at breakfast. Woo! <laughs> so, if there's ever leftovers for dinner, you can just tempt me with that. There you go. You're welcome. Okay. What would you call that section of a geoduct? Geoduct? Gooey duck. With a K? No, it's not spelled how it's pronounced. We're going to look it up later. Just table it right now. Just concentrate on this. Geoduck proboscis. Be a better listener. Write that down. Okay, so they're eating dinner. They're having champagne. Nevada's like, oh, this is so delicious. He's like, ooh, she's pretending she's playing this like role of the innocent to turn me on. This is like a little role playing thing she's doing. And he's excited by that. But what he doesn't know is that she's being genuine. So there's some more miscommunication happening of her not knowing she's a prostitute and then him thinking like it's a a role she's playing. Is she still wearing her gingham dress? No, she changed into the green dress that what's her name gave her when she, the Santa the Claus. <laughs> when Santa Claus is like, go get tell so and so to get you dressed. I don't know what's going on. She's back in Johnny Roulet's hotel room now. Why? Why did that happen so quickly? Exactly. That's why I told you this is going to be a little bit. It's going to be a lot for you to handle. What? The curtain came down, Johnny Roulet disappeared, but then Stryker came and said, hey, Johnny Roulet wants to see you. She rolled the dice with Why him. Why Stryker in, in Johnny Roulet's corner? Like, I really respected Stryker for a little while there. Well, and that's why he told her, like, hey, I'm always around. Don't worry. So Stryker knows that she's a prostitute and she doesn't. Right. Hey, can't Stryker tell her, like, hey, you know what? 
you're a fucking whore. He doesn't know she doesn't know. He just assumes, like, oh, she's working here as a showgirl. Of course she knows she's a prostitute, too. Okay. Anyway. Yes. Yeah, so now they played the dice. He won, like, $10,000. He's like, you look hungry. Let's go up to my room. I'll feed you some oysters and gooey ducks oh, and champagne. stop it with the geoducks? <laughs> oh, my God. I'm going to make you gooey duck. <laughs> so you're just going to come home from work on Thursday when I work from home, and there'll be just gooey duck. It's going to be delicious. Anyway, so they're like kissing and stuff. His attention drifts to her, the impressive, oh, her attention drifts to the impressive, impressive width of his shoulders and chest. So wide shoulders and a wide chest are very desirable in the romance world. And he slowly put his hands on her small waist. There it is again. Her waist is so small. We need to mention it. Can I ask you a question, Leslie? Yes, my love. What year was this book released? Original printing. It's. I think it was in the 90s. No, just look at it. Okay, well, it's going to take some time. We're trying to keep this to like 20 minutes, 20 to 30 minutes. Right, right. We, we'll spend the next five minutes figuring out when this book was written. Because, like, there's no excuse for this kind of language. What do you mean? Oh, because it's not right. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's not like from the... Like 1930s or some shit. Well, and this is a problem with literature. If we're going to get real about it, Let's we do. are still dealing with these tropes today. It's awful. Right. It's not just books. It's movies, too. It is. And th- there's a part of like being a woman that there is something desirable Listen, here's the about thing. that. Here's the thing. Hey, shut up. Let me tell you what it's like to be a woman. Please mansplain okay? it to me because I don't know. A any woman better. is subservient and the man has to like, you know, he's the breadwinner. He is. He's got to like make all the money. He's got to do all the important things. And like the woman has to clean the house. It's like, why is that so hard? I don't know. Well, this is saying 2012. I don't know if that's a second edition. Or not. Well, that's even worse than I thought. And I am not knocking Nan Ryan at all in any way, shape, or form. Hey, she it, writes books and good for her. As an author, it's very, very hard to oh, stay away from these tropes because they're so easy to slip into. And unless you're like in that community where they're trying to dismantle all of these, you know, like oppressive things towards women... And, like, you're cognizant of it. You're just going to do it, I think. Well, I think, like, stories are stories. Like, there's, like, you go back tens of thousands of years and there's stories of revenge, love, loss, yearning. And that's about it. There's, like, four different stories, right? Right. And then how many different ways can we tell them? Mm -hmm. Which is fine. But, like, just don't, like, word for word usurp something else. Um and I feel like now you might prove me wrong, but I feel like silk and bondage, bond, bondage is just repurposing all these tropes with no like originality to it. Um, I, I'm not. I wouldn't go that far. The but mustache. You like the mustache? I don't like the mustache. Don't be so hard on it. You were the one that was hard on it, which is ironic. I'm being hard on the body image stuff, especially since it was published in 2012. There's Camille calling. Should Bring I answer it? Bring her in. Hi, Camille. Oh, uh, we're not going to be able to hear you very well. We're podcasting right now. We can hear her. What? We're romance-plaining. It's a bad connection. I I wish we could have you on here. 
Here, let me tell you what's going on. The women can't figure out the technology because they're lesser than the men. Um, We're on episode four. You know, men know how to (laughs) deal with the technology. Seriously, uh, you're going to get kicked off this podcast. Here, I'll call you when we're done recording. The women are trying to figure it out, but the men know what's going on. You don't know what's going on in your life. I'm sorry. She's back. All right, let's go. Yeah, we ready? Yes. Yes. Just continue the tropes that men know everything. Good job in life. Well, there's a reason they're tropes, right? And some of them are very gratifying. I have to admit, like when Edward was getting, you know, all protective about Bella and stuff, I bought into that. Ladies and gentlemen, this is a woman talking. She's gratified by the male trope. I do. I am. I, I'm gratified when you protect me against stuff. Like I, mm. it's sexy to me, and that's fine. I'm allowed to like I protect you against shitty dinners <laughs> of oysters and French champagne and gooey duck. Don't. Okay. Can that was a wrong thing about? <laughs> okay, those. that's what you deserve. That I he did. pressed his his soft. His, wait. Let me start over. It shouldn't be soft <laughs> at this point. I mean, by this point, there's been so much buildup. If it's still soft, he's got a problem. He needs a pill. Oh, they didn't have Viagra back Fuck. then. They were maybe have in some bathtubs. Ginseng. There was no Cialis. No bathtubs the on the east. cliff. He pressed his face into the softness. <laughs> he pressed his face. You had me at pressed his face. Into the softness of her satin draped bosom. <laughs> That was actually a lot less explicit than I thought it was going to be for a second. Oh, my gosh. I wish we had a video of you turning your head like that. That was priceless. I'm injured now. (laughs) You're going to feel that tomorrow. And he was like, I don't know how we're going to do this. This is where it gets a little bit much. And this is you're going to have a hard time with this, I think. And she was like, we can do anything we set our minds to. And. She still doesn't understand she's a prostitute. And he goes, baby, it's our bodies I'm talking about. I'm twice your size. (laughs) Oh, help me. Help me, Rhonda. (laughs) Now, what does that mean, you think? I'm twice your size. They're not exact correlations. Because she's so tiny and demure and her waist is like two inches Is he saying like the diameter of his penis is twice as large as the opening of her vagina? Do we need to talk about the size of the shoe thing? No, is that what he's saying? He's saying like his body is physically bigger and I'm sure that translates into his penis being bigger. Ayn Rand is doing a lot of, like, teasing around. I wish she would just get to the point. Okay. Nan Ryan. Not... Did you call her... splitting ears here. (laughs) She's not a libertarian. Hey, she's all about pulling yourself up by your bootstraps. I'm sure, yeah. Okay. What does bootstrap mean, anyway? She's... Nevada's like, what difference does that make? And he's like, none. You're right. It makes no difference. None difference. None difference. I've never objected to a female assuming the superior position. And he promptly envisioned this tiny raven-haired charmer in bed, gloriously naked and seated astride him. Woo! (laughs) I don't know why she has to be on top to accommodate his immense girth. I guess you, like, ease yourself down on that. Well, she's in control, then. 
Right. Um, it's just very saucy for the eight, late 1800s. As a writer, yes, is Ayn Rand like moving about with different perspectives? Nan Ryan, yeah, no. This is all third person. Different third people? No, it's third person omniscient. Can you explain? Can you? We like, know what's in blame? Johnny's head, and we know what's in Nevada's head. So different chapters are like there. No, Nevada's like, hey, I know what's going on. They. In all chapters, the narrator knows everything that's going on in all of the characters' heads. So she knows that Johnny's thinking, ooh, Nevada can't accommodate his girth. And she knows Nevada's thinking, like, what's he talking about? Why would this be hard? Well, that seems pretty boring. Okay. Where's the mystery? What? We're learning about this. Are you not enraptured with the story like everyone else? Are you the only person who doesn't care? Yes, I'm. Don't make me take a point away from you. Okay, we're almost done. We're so close, baby. You can make it. Okay. No, I'm really into it. Okay. He was not making a great deal of sense, but his full sensual lips beneath that sleek black mustache certainly were tempting. There it is again. We and still then, don't know how bushy it is. It's quite, it's it's full bush, man. You think? Yeah, yeah. All right. And so then she thinks that he's being like, ooh, I don't know how to kiss because he's playing coy. Oh, chapter five is going to be rough because they've got to do something, right? I don't know. You know, I've always maintained that the anticipation is the best part, but this is getting a little much. Well, I think we're going to have some penetration in the next chapter. So get ready. Like penetrate the characters, really like... Delve deep, deep dive into what they're all about, their backstories. Dive. Yeah. Speaking of deep dives, I haven't given you credit for the format of this podcast oh. since you are the creator. You and Brad are the creators well, of the four, the minute by till, podcasting huh? format. We waited this long. I know, but thank you. I'm acknowledging that, and this podcast is brought to you by something that Adam and Brad created back in what 2012. Yeah. 2012. So way back. January 2012. Yeah. So I think you were actually talking about it in 2011. It was like January 2012. Oh, at New Year's Eve. Right. Yeah. And then we released the first episode in August. of. Gotcha. Minute by minute deep cast. Deep cast. Analyzing one minute at a time of the Big Lebowski. Right. Gutter balls. Gutter balls. So, romance-planning is just a subsidiary child of the gutter balls phenomenon. All right, so that's it for chapter four. You did pretty. You did a pretty good job. I wasn't that great this episode. I'm trying to be better and learn. I'm trying just to like get listen. the knowledge. Just listen more. It'll I'm work. Try- so we'll see you back in chapter five to go deeper, like a penetrating look at silk and bondage. Thanks for joining us. Bye bye. I'm Adam. I'm Leslie. Bye.